Welcome to the Serie A Show. Hello, everybody. We're back from the long, long, what seems forever international break. Welcome back to another edition of the Serie A Show. Nima, Chloe, how are you two doing? Fine, thank you. I'm really good. Today was the first day of spring in Sweden. That means that the sun was shining all throughout the entire day. Birds were chirping. Uh, everything was amazing. Um, but as always, being an interista, I go online and all hell breaks loose. So well, we, we'll know. hold off. Let's hold off on that, and we'll start with. Let's get the the um, unfortunate topics out of the way first, because it was. Um, we, we waited a little bit to record. Uh, there was a match day, obviously, at the weekend. Then we had a midweek match day. Um, but we do have to travel back, unfortunately, because I, I think it would be ignorant of us not to address what happened between Juve Cagliari in the episode involving uh, Moise Keane and somehow Leonardo Bonucci, who, first off, everybody knows what happened by now, Um there were some unfortunate racist chants um, and whistling aimed towards Keen. What did you guys think of the entire thing? And then the episode is followed up by Bonucci making some of the stupidest comments I think I've ever heard in my entire life, saying that the blame is not only the Cagliari supporters who are shouting such nonsense, uh, the blame also lays at the feet of Keen, who, after scoring a 50, goal... 50-50. Fifty yes, fifty. Yeah, who after scoring the goal um, goes in front of the fans and he doesn't say anything. He doesn't make any motion. He just holds his arms up, uh, and rightfully so. I, I, in fact, I thought he showed incredible maturity for only doing that. So, what did you yeah, two make absolutely. of what did you two make of this situation? Because um, obviously, the the chanting is a big problem. Um, what I don't want to get into is this happens all over Italy, and I, I don't want this to turn into a this club is better than that club. This happens no, at every because club. This, no. Yeah, it happens everywhere. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, the, the curvas are, you know, they, they, they turn to this uh, automatically uh, whenever it is a, a, a non-white player and they can attack them. And it doesn't matter. I mean, when, when Inter, when Fiorentina played Inter, there were some players singing uh, anti uh, singing like uh, like gypsy chants at Brozovic because he's from the Balkans, you know th- this this is something that in Italy is is, is part of the of the of the of their of, of society, um, and it's not just a footballing issue and it happens literally everywhere. Um, but in order for this to change, I think the coverage the the media coverage the Italian media coverage was disgraceful. Um, they pretty much parroted everything that Bonucci said. Um, in my opinion, I, uh, and the same thing that Giulini, the Cagliari president, let's not forget him if we're talking mm. the Olympics of stupidity. I think it's a, you know, you need a goal line technology or, or, you know, finish line technology to separate who's the winner when it comes to saying stupid things between Giulini and Bonucci regarding this issue. Um, but when you're talking, uh, when we're talking about, I mean, uh, what Allegri said, I think was really, really good uh, when he was when he was asked about this, uh, even though this was grossly misrepresented in the British press, uh, what he said. But what he said was was very, very good. He said, we know who, you know, 
you need intelligence to handle situations like this. This both Matuidi and Keane showed that intelligence. Um, we need we 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 don't need to talk about this forever. Uh, just find the people who do it, ban them forever, kick them out. It's easy to do, but no one wants to do anything. Um, I mean, he just basically went through down the list, tick tick tick, saying everything that should be done, how this should be handled. Um, and, and, and I agree 100% with what he said, uh, you know, what, what Bonucci, what Bonucci said is, is so stupid, uh, and, and bears no logic at all. It's, it's some of the worst, so some of the worst victim shaming I have ever heard in my life. It is absolutely not 50, 50, if you get racially abused. Uh, it, it's the person's, you know, there's a difference between booing, jeering, uh, and 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 insulting and going into racism. Uh, the the argument that the Bonucci's and the Giulini's and 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 the conservative old Italian guard are trying to make is that well, or especially Salvini, the 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 home, the home secretary of Italy is making is that no, it's not racism. It's just uh, it's just insults, which is utterly ludicrous because yes, racist racist abuse is an insult per se absolutely but that's not the issue the issue is that you cross a line when you go into the the homophobia when you go into the racism and that is something that they don't want to admit the established italian establishment doesn't want to admit this uh people in italy don't agree with this at all i don't think this is a majority of people in italy or people who go to the stadiums who think this is something this is acceptable behavior i but think the people in charge sorry, Nima, don't take I, it I think actually that's a really important point because um a lot of people on my twitter have have said things like oh, oh this is because all italians are racist and i'm like yeah, utter nonsense. This, utter that, nonsense. Do you not realise that that is a racist comment in itself? It's an ignorant it, comment. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing to single out a whole group of people for a certain behaviour. Yeah. Um, it is a problem. It's a societal problem in Italy. But you can't say that all Italians are racist. You just can't because I know for a fact that they aren't. So... No, no, that's just simply not true. I mean, this is, the most majority of people don't like this behavior. It's the problem is that you have a conservative core uh, of the old guard, uh, the Berlusconi generation, pretty much, that still run things and therefore nothing gets changed. Um, but, but as regards to what Bonucci said, um, what really, really annoys me the most is the fact that when, you know, when the allegations against Cristiano Ronaldo came out, Juventus went out and gave the most tone-deaf, idiotic statement a club has made for the past two or three years uh, regarding that. But they have not gone out and said anything to defend their own player, Moise Keane. And that is not a good look. Chiellini has done it. Um, Pjanic did it immediately. Uh, you know, some of the other players have, but uh, except for Bonucci. Allegri, did, did, in my opinion, did a great job. But other than that, the club has been completely quiet and that is where i think it needs to start you know begin i'm not i'm not at all in favor of these blanket uh you know uh punishments of you know empty the the stands that that's just stupid you, you know you need to find you know every human being on this planet is responsible for what they say and do if they are of sound mind 
this 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 mass punishment thing is just ridiculous they need to find the people who are they need to find the culprits they need to identify them they need to uh they need to have their their you know their day in court so to speak and they need to be banned forever there's no three strikes nonsense if you chant racist stuff you're gone done finished um that's where it should be uh, but obviously, with the new stadium in Cagliari being built, Giolini doesn't want to, to uh, you know, he he he. Th- this is also a business issue. Uh, he doesn't want to alienate the fans because he doesn't want to stand there with a brand new stadium with no one in it. Uh, but then again, you know, you you, you can't continue. You know, this this has to be addressed, uh, and it has to be addressed from from the top, and they have to, you know, put in the laws in place and, and the tools, the legal tools in place for the authorities and the police to do to be able to do something about it. I agree. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I think we're all on the same page with this issue. Um, it, it, honestly, it does break my heart, though, to see a non-white player who is Italian, by the way, yeah. plays That's for the, the Italian national team. It's disgusting. Has to endure this sort of stuff, and he's 19 years old. Mm. 19. Um, that that that's the thing uh, in all yeah. this that just breaks my heart. And Agreed. Bonucci. Um, I mean, we saw. Listen, we saw it with Balotelli. Um, you you know, shame on me for thinking that maybe we would evolve a bit, but it seems no steps have been taken since uh, we saw. You know, Balotelli have to endure the same type of abuse. Um, he was called, you know, not a true Italian. And, and it's just stuff like this that is just – it puts a black eye on the league. It puts a black eye on the country. And listen, this is a league that has had trouble luring big stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder why. To play there for a long, long time now. And it, it, it's things like this that I think give the league a black eye. So it, it's embarrassing. Um, and as you said, Nima, the – the response or lack thereof That's... from the people at the very top of the Liga, in my opinion, is an utter and it makes them complicit. Disgrace. It makes them Absolutely complicit in disgrace. what is going on because yes. they are not doing anything about it. Thank you, Chloe. That is exactly what that is. Silence in in, in issues like this, silence is complicit is complicity in what is going on. You have to take a stand. I mean, it's not okay at all. Uh, to 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 hurl racist abuse at anyone in any situation at all. It's just that simple. And, and like you say, John, you know he's <laughs> he's uh, a youngster that is playing some incredible football at the moment. Um, he's he's been a credit to his club. He's been a credit to his country in the last few weeks uh, since he's been given a chance. And he plays with such joy and such a smile on his face. And to see him sort of. Uh, crushed like that just because of the color of his skin is it, it like you say it's heartbreaking and he the next day after that match they Juve went to a, a children's hospital and um, to do a you know a pre-agreed event and he's he's posted Moise Keane is is posted on his Instagram a picture of him and a little white boy of about two or three and he's basically saying you know we are all the same and I think that is such a lovely and mature response in the face of such ugliness and such hatred um you know even from his own teammate of uh Bonucci who you know he, he may be trying to backpedal now but the the whole 
world of football, he's looking at him and thinking, what, why did you say that? I mean, you can, you can try and backpedal, but once you've said those things, if you, if you genuinely um, f- felt like the three of us all feel, none, even in the heat of the moment after a match, none of us three would say that ever, 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 because that's not what we think. He said it, so there must be that the thoughts must be there in his head, and he can't he can't now retract that. And um, I just think he's massively shown himself up and really, really let his team down and his teammates. Um, and I agree with you, Nima, about what Allegri said. But um, the one thing I didn't agree with was to said that he said that it would be pointless to walk off the pitch, and I actually think it was the eighty eighth minute. They were winning 2-0. They've got a massive, massive lead in Serie A. So even if the league decided to strip them of the three points for walking off the pitch, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Uh, and Matuidi looked Matuidi looked like he was he was asking him. It is, to me, it looked like he was asking him to do something and nothing happened. And I think if Juve, such a big high-profile club, just walked off in disgust, then it would make a good statement and... I just wish somebody somewhere would be a little bit braver about something like this. I agree with with uh, in terms of like it being a great gesture, but at the end of the day, it doesn't resolve anything because in, the way I look at it is that you know when when the police, you know, the, the, this is an issue of the authorities not doing their job. I don't think it's Allegri's job or or the players' job to not do their job when others aren't doing their job as well. You know what I mean? I understand the gesture thing, but, but, and I completely agree with it. Something needs to be done. Um, but but I, I, I completely understand why they don't think they should do it because it really doesn't resolve anything because then as soon as somebody does it, you know, next time uh, Inter are, are down two goals and everyone will start, you know, against Juventus, then they'll start doing yeah, monkey chants just for Juventus to walk point. off and hand yeah. to the point. I just, uh, all, I'm, all I'm thinking is that, that Juve are so high profile and have so much sort of power and influence in Italy that them walking off the pitch may actually finally give the league the kick up the pants they need to actually do something about this ridiculous problem. But yeah, I see what you're saying. No, I, I just want I just want the, 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 the Italian FA and the people in charge of the city out to just do their damn jobs. You know what I mean? It, it's just, you know, the, this doesn't happen in Germany. This doesn't happen in, in the Premier League. And if it does, the people are punished severely. In Italy, nothing happens. That's the problem. It's it's not a lack of of laws or rules or regulations. It's it's a lack of enforcement of said rules and regulations, and that's what frustrates me. Yeah, I agree. Um, now we can get to Nima. Um, <laughs> let's get to your. We're, we're going to shift gears a little bit. While this is a different sort of drama, um, in a matter of four days, <laughs> our good pal uh, Luciano Spalletti went from saying Mauro Icardi cannot play uh, to starting him in the next match. So, yeah. What in the world? Um, th- this is uh, – Spalletti really gets in good form in the spring. This is when uh, – this is really when he um, – when the brain cells start to die off in his head and a lot of the things – um, that spew out of his mouth don't really um, are form aren't, aren't really formulated too well. Um, so what in the world do you make of what is what happening I, what there I, uh, in the last? What four I days? make of it is that when you a couple of episodes ago said this is when when the when the fun starts, and I said no, and then uh, Chloe said 
he's insane <laughs> and I disagree, I clearly was wrong. He's clearly insane because there is absolutely no logic at all to anything he did. I mean, I mean, let, let's let's just break this down and unpack it. If he said what he did in order to that speech in and of itself, in terms of the contents of it, may have been may may be true. A month ago, it would have been much more appropriate. But since 53 days after 50, or that, at that point it was 50 days, 50 days of Marotta trying to broker a fragile peace, and everyone kind of you know swallowing their prides and and you know saying okay, let's put all this behind us and work towards the end of the season. The, the, this man decides still not to call up Icardi for no reason. That was him putting uh, his ego above what's best for Inter, claiming that uh, uh, Icardi hadn't apologized to the, to the squad and that if he, he couldn't play them because the squad would have revolted, uh, which is complete nonsense. Uh, none of that was true. This was an issue between him and Icardi. He put, again, his ego above what's best for the Inter, which makes him a complete hypocrite. And when he does it after the game against Lazio, where, where, where Icardi was needed and could have probably, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Lazio. They they completely deserved their win and all that. But that was his decision. He lost that game. And then afterwards, he goes out and says that um, Icardi isn't Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. He's been here for six years. Inter have only gone to the Champions League once, blah, 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 blah. That's deflecting your own personal failures by by by, by putting focus on, on Icardi, which is exactly the same thing that you said that Icardi has done uh, to Inter and that that is disrespectful. I mean, all the all this talk that this man, I mean, he has been saying about the holiness of the dressing room and, and you know, keeping things private and putting, you know, swallowing your pride and putting the best of a team ahead of yourself. He just took all of that and threw it out the window because this time it was his pride and his ego at stake. I mean, there is no reason, there is no logic behind for, behind him to do that because Obviously, Marotta then went. I mean, for once in her life, Wanda behaved like a sane human being would have done and said absolutely nothing. And Marotta went in there and told Spalletti to cut it because that was not what Marotta had spent the last two months doing, trying to broker a peace, trying to sort the situation out. And he just goes there and opens up a brand new can of worms for no reason whatsoever. I mean, it, it was it was so insane. And two days later, press conference, Icardi's going to start. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong? I mean, the, the man is clearly insane. There is no logic. There is absolutely no logic to this. And and you know, he 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 doesn't. I mean, if Icardi is not is not a captain, this man is not a fit to be a coach of a top four team. It's as simple as that. He's just not fit. He's simply not fit. He's not well, a leader. Well, a leader doesn't that, um, create. A leader doesn't create problems when there doesn't need to be one, and a, and a leader doesn't try and deflect attention off himself by blaming others. You know, it's, you know, it, it was, you know, I, like I said to you when I saw him in that press conference in Florence, I, I realized that he wasn't just a bit odd. He was, he was actually crazy, and. Um, and but even I was surprised by his antics this weekend because I you know it was just it was just so unnecessary but it was all like this kind of martyr act like oh it's not my fault and it's you know it's Icardi and and that kind of thing but 
you know, I, I guess it it's kind of like history repeating itself because he he did the same and made a massive drama out of the whole Totty thing at the end of his career with Roma. Um, and, you know, it makes you wonder whether he's picking these fights in order to, to deflect away from his own inadequacies somehow. I think that would be giving him far too much intellectual credit. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think it's got to do with that whatsoever. I think it's just got to do with the fact that he's insane. <laughs> there is no logic, Chloe. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, the, the man. There is absolutely no logic to his erratic behavior because he's not deflecting. What he's doing when he did what he did was turn everyone against him. That's. Yeah. I mean, and and if you can't understand that, if you do that, I mean, this kind of, this this kind of the the the, the ability to understand actions and consequences and what is most likely to happen when you do certain things. He doesn't. Ha- he lacks that. If it, it, it with me, you know, looking back now, the past fifty-three days, it's clear that there was a rift between because of what Wanda did, you know, and and and, and all the nonsense she spewed on TV that created tension in that dressing room, and and that annoyed Perisic and Nainggolan, etc. The players were pissed off with him, and he needed to do something. I personally think that stripping him of the captaincy was the correct decision. However. After that, once the peace has been brokered, then why are you sulking? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, one, no one ever spoke anything about you. If anything, Icardi only spoke good of you before. So he, he transformed. His job was to create balance. And he took a winning hand and turned it into a complete into a losing hand for no reason. I mean, at the end of the day, the way I look at it is that both of these these parties, the Spallettis, the Perisic, and the and the and, and the Icardis, every single person has overplayed their hand, and every single person has lost. And the only reason they have lost is because Inter is run by an incredibly intelligent man by the name of Beppe Marotta, who actually knows what he's doing. I should. Yeah. I shudder to think what would have happened if this was during the Moratti days. I mean, you know, with Branca in there and Paulillo and poor Oriali trying to save everyone. I mean, it would have turned into a complete circus. Thank God for Beppe Marotta. The, the man's intelligence, his cool, his, his level-headedness, the, the way he knows where he's going. I, I think this was this just goes to show that Beppe Marotta is, is the greatest signing Inter have made in, in 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 almost a decade. Yeah, and they they obviously had a big big result against Genoa, and they needed that because Milan had dropped points against Sampdoria, and then you have these other sides that are in this race for these final Champions League places. As I predicted, this is not about who has been better. This has been about who has been less shit than the others. Um, this <laughs> exactly. race, exactly. this race for the. Ch- it's a chicken race. It's a chicken race uh, of the useless. This, I mean, that's, that's yeah, all I mean, it this is. race for the final two Champions League places has been so awful. Um, just terrible viewing. The matches have not been good. Um, Atalanta, they've dropped so many opportunities. Lazio, they lose to Spal. What a massive loss that is for them. I don't even want to talk about Roma, but um, what do you guys make of this? Who who do you think ultimately grabs this? Because um, Inter right now are at 56, Milan 52, Atalanta, Lazio, they have a match in hand, uh, but they're at 48. 
So does it look like the two uh, Milano-based sides will get this? I I think I've said I've said uh, that it's Juve, Napoli, Inter, uh, uh, Roma uh, from the start of the season, and then I changed that to Milan. Uh, I think it's still I think it's going to be Milan. I think the fourth place goes to Milan, but I think Lazio uh, are going to finish fifth, uh, Roma sixth, and Atalanta seventh. Yeah, I think I tend to agree with that. Lazio do seem to have recovered a little bit recently and putting some quite good results together. Um, I mean, I I gotta say, I mean, we've joked a lot about Simone Inzaghi and his 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 crankiness when he loses and his obsession with VAR <laughs> uh, being some sort of conspiracy. But I have to say, I mean, for three years I've I've been I've been really really watching him closely um, from. Uh, you know, the, the, the he was supposed to be a temporary manager turning to a uh, into a permanent manager, and then he turned into a really you know a hot ex- exciting prospect uh, into being talked about replacing Allegri at Juve. Then dipped a little bit because of the you know you know question when questions were asked, and he's risen out of those ashes in my opinion, uh, and and shown that this is this is really the, he is the next. Uh, super Italian super coach in my opinion because I've always my biggest critique of him was his ability to organize a defense Lazio this season but it's and especially these past two months wow their 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 defense is 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 solid Bastos is looking like a like a world-class player um they they they, ne- they barely concede anything they they're tight and the, and going forward they're still good no, I, I, I gotta say, I, the, Simone Inzaghi is um, he, and he, and the thing is, the, what we, what we ridiculed him for this crankiness, that is a kind of a winning mentality. That, that's him hating to lose, um, and that's and only I think a good he's, thing. He's done um, it. I don't know if I've just not picked up on it, but I, I actually think since we called him out on it, you maybe listened to the show, um, but since we called him out on it, he's not done it quite as much. Um, and they did have. You must listen. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe you thought, yeah, you know, actually, yeah, I better cut that out. <laughs> but um... <laughs> he listened to the Serie A show. Let's just come out and say it. He listened but, you know, to the at show. At the time when we were saying that, Lazio were on a really downward slide, and they they'd gone out of Europa League to Sevilla and everything like that. But um, since then, uh, they've actually picked themselves up and and got back to winning ways. And I think. He does deserve a lot of credit for that, um, even though. And I think, and I think, and I honestly think that they're going to win the Coppa Italia. I honestly think so. I, uh, um, I think that in the way he, I mean, to me, that 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 final is that semi final is the moral final because Atalanta and Fiorentina. I mean, they don't know how to defend. You can, I mean, def- Fiorentina's midfield, as we've said so many times, is mm-hmm. what midfield? <laughs> there are so many holes down the middle that. You could drive a, you could drive three lorries on the side, like sideways through that, um, and 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 I and I think that 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 will, at the end of the day, uh, you know, put the tip the scales in for in, in favor of the winner of that semifinal, mm-hmm. Milan and and, and Lazio. Hmm. Sorry, no, well, no, no, I'm inclined <laughs> um, to agree. I do have a theory about Fiorentina actually. Oh, uh, because Let's hear it. yeah, because that interesting. because um, <laughs> I was looking at it earlier on, and actually they're tenth now, okay, um, but they've lost less games than Inter in third. They've only lost seven times, and Inter have lost eight times. They're they're massive 
massive problem is these just awful draws, so many of them. Um, and they've actually drawn 15 times this season. So they've only they've they've won eight, lost seven, and drawn fifteen, which is just crazy. That is insane. That yeah, is insane. and it, it seems like they they are both conceding and scoring goals, and then it's ending in a draw. But I actually think if you if you sort of delve into it a little bit, that the the midfield issues kind of lend itself to a draw because the midfield is not helping the defence so they're conceding but they're also not feeding the attack enough to be able to outscore the other team either so you're you're sort of ending up with this stalemate situation because we do have a very good attack um but they're not being played in enough um to be able to do well and it's just it's petered out into just a and just a dreadful dreadful season I, uh, you know I, I kind of I, I've got my fingers crossed for the Coppa Italia but um in the league I just now that we've got no chance of Europe I just think well I can't wait for it to be over and that you know yeah well that was that summation that you just gave of Fiorentina was the I, I couldn't think of a better way to describe what we saw between the Roma yeah. and Fiorentina last night. Yeah. Um, neither team defended particularly well. No. Um, the attack, I mean, Luis Muriel almost scored from the halfway line, it seemed like. Um, yeah, he's just that, incredible. He deserved a goal there. He, he had did. Antonio Mirante absolutely beat. What a weird... That was... To me, that was a match between two teams who are sort of like um, rudderless ships. Yes. They're not really going anywhere. They're no. just stuck. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a better way to describe both of these teams. It is so clear both of these teams need a change. Absolutely. In, uh, I, in fact, I would say Fiorentina are in a far better position than Roma to almost go under a bit of a revolution because they have more building blocks. Um, however, Chloe, in the... Over the last week or so, and from what I am also hearing, because I, I know someone who's actually really close to you, Sabio Di Francesco, um, this Fiorentina thing is actually real. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you there from what I've read. Um, so what what yeah. do you make of that? I, I have to assume that has you worried, particularly of what you saw the last bit of him at Roma. Yes, it does. Um, I, I have had quite a detailed think about this um, because um, I don't want to just judge him on his last part of, at Roma because obviously there obviously it is a cause for concern but there were other issues clearly going on and the whole Monchi thing and um, you know I, I think I, I do think that if you look at the work he did with Sassuolo and if you look at some of the things he did at the beginning with Roma, I think there's probably enough there to be hopeful that he might be able to do a job with Fiorentina where in a similar way to Sassuolo that they've got a lot, got a lot of young talent and if not too much of it is expected of him, he could slightly overachieve and, and if he could get them into Europe, that would be great. Um, so maybe in slight, slightly less of a pressure situation, he could go back to the guy he was at Sassuolo if the Roma experience hasn't completely destroyed him. 
Um, that's sort of thinking from a, um, a positive kind of angle rather than glasses half full rather than glasses half empty because, you know, mm. it could be a disaster. It could be a complete disaster. Um, but I heard today that he, he wants to bring in Domenico Berardi, so I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not wholly convinced by that. But. <laughs> yeah. Um... Um, <laughs> I, I just, just think of a uh... Uh, he's the perfect uh, sort of metaphor of a player for what he is yeah. as a manager. Just, yeah. oh my gosh, uh, a lot more bark than bite. Yeah. So th- th- one more thing I wanted to talk about is Antonio Conte, Nima, he has been linked to your club. He's been linked to Roma. He's been linked to Milan. Now, he is very short on options, if we're honest here. Um, he talked about Madrid. Obviously, he's not going there. Manchester United, that's not an option anymore. He is, he is very short on options. So, unless you guys disagree, I do think that these three clubs, Roma, Milan, and Inter, are really the three only options he potentially may have. So, I'm curious um, to hear yeah. what, you, what you two think about a, which club would be the best for him? And B, where do you think he will end up? I think the best club, as I've said numerous times, I think the best thing for Roma would be Sarri, and the best thing for Milan and Conte would be would be would would them would be for them to work together. I I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he'll go to Roma. Uh, if I were to put money on it, uh, I think uh, it looks like he's going to Inter. Uh, you know, last time we recorded two, three weeks ago, I said, if I worked, you know, back then, you asked me what I think today, back then, I said Mourinho. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I uh, I really don't think so. I think um, Mourinho is not... I, I know that, you know, the, the, you know, there was a talk today that Roma had called Mourinho and that, you know, to, to see if he was interested, but that, that, that call was quickly... Like that's just not going to happen. Neither, you know, Mourinho at Roma would be the, the end of Roma <laughs> yeah. as a club, and Mourinho oh, as a coach uh, for real. I mean, that would that, that would it would it would. I mean, no, <laughs> you know, the, you know, that would be throwing you know, I don't know, throwing uh, ten gallons of gasoline into you know into a into a fire and and hoping it doesn't catch fire. I mean, it just would not work. Um, no, but 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 I think um, so. I, actually, the the main the more I think about it um, today, especially with everything that's happened, it seems that um, the you know Inter want Conte, um, and with Marotta there, I mean they worked together harmoniously for three years at Juve, had fantastic results. Uh, personally, I hate the three man defense, uh, but with De Frey, Skriniar, and Godin. Um, you know that that's a decent three-man defense, uh, but I wouldn't, you know, but I wouldn't um, quite just yet rule out uh, Simeone. I know he recently signed a contract extension, but given what's happening there at that club, with with you know that it's really a changing of the guards at that club as well. So many players are leaving uh, that want to leave. They they want you know that they want to take the next step. Simeone himself has taken that team just about as far as he can take them. Um, I don't really care about you know when it comes to contracts that that don't really mean anything. Uh, when 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 a manager wants to leave, he leaves. 
It's it's just that simple. Um, so so for me right now, I'd say next season I cannot see Luciano Spalletti staying at Inter. Absolutely not. Uh, there was even talk today by a Sky uh, Sky Italia reporter saying that from her contacts, uh, I'm not surprised. Was ready to sack Spalletti today because again, no, they really, she said that. I mean, she sent that tweet saying that this is you know this she had had this confirmed from someone really high up at Inter who cannot, for obvious reasons, uh, go on the record or 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 has to be anonymous. Um, there, they, they they seem Marotta seems to want. Um, Seems to want Conte, Zhang, and them seem to the Suning seem to seem warmer to Conte than they do Mourinho. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, we, when, what Spalletti, you know, what he did again after the Genoa game was go out and do for no reason again go completely against what Marotta said before the game, uh, which is put this behind us and move forward. Instead, Spalletti goes out and says that the issue isn't resolved, but we're gonna. You know, we're gonna try and put it. We're gonna try and focus. We need to focus on what's what, what's best for Inter. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, if Inter wants to, if if Icardi wants to create problems, he knows who's in charge. Which is again, why even why 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 would you even go down that path? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's insane, as we've said so many times already in this show. But um, no, but so so for me, he's gone, and I think Icardi, you know. There, there is there is an opening for him to stay, but I don't think Marotta. I mean, if if Conte demands that he stays, then he stays. Uh, if not, they it, it it completely depends on who 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 he wants. Uh, but I, I I or who the next manager wants. But if I were to put put money on it, I'd say Conte Conte is the one that would give you is is the is the one that I think. Would yeah, end up I I actually think that today, um, but that could change. We never know. I know you think Nemo with his kind of Juve pass that he might not be the best choice, uh, and you don't like his defense. But I actually think that um, in terms of his personality and his approach. Uh, that Conte will do really well at Inter. Um, I think when you've had a team of um, mm. a team that are inconsistent, you've got an inconsistent coach at the moment. Um, you've got unruly kind of factions within players, and so much going on this season that Conte is the man to come in and say, "Right, enough now. This is this is what we're doing. We do it my gone. way. Yeah. You, you know, yeah." Agreed. Yeah, and and he and he, uh, I think will cut out all this Spalletti. Well, you know, well, this and well, you know, he's not. He's, he's not of, a well guy. Like he's not. Like, Conte is not a well guy. Of, like he 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 just goes in and says, "This is it." Yeah, yeah. He he it, it, he will be absolute, and mm, I think agreed. that along with the approach of Morata yeah. will be. Um, what Inter need to kind of make the most of the good squad that they've got and to bring in some kind of consistency when they've been so wildly inconsistent. I actually think him or Simeone are the, uh, and possibly Mourinho are the only people who can really do that and, and sort out this problem that they've got. Right I now. agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, you need someone who, who, is, who is assertive and strong and doesn't, doesn't mess about. Uh, and, and don't and, take any messing from others yeah, either. Yeah, exactly. And 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 the same way that Marotta does. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that is a very uh, that's a sound analysis. I agree with that. 
So what about Milan? Do you think if they let's let's say they do qualify for the Champions League? I mean, there has been talk about Gattuso um, getting the sack now for two months. Um, what would you do if you were them? Would you keep him? I actually think Conte would probably make most sense there. Um, I'm sure many would disagree, but I, I, I'm curious what you do with Gattuso because recently here in the last week, they have not looked good at all. Um, they looked entirely overwhelmed at Sampdoria, in my opinion. And then um, they they just, I, I don't know, they're just not convincing. Um, Piontek has looked sensational, obviously. But I, I'm curious what you guys think of him because I... I we were very we were praising of him. Um, I think he came a long way tactically, but we've seen a lot of rumors of him being um, being gone in the summer, <laughs> and then I've, we've seen him linked with Roma. And <laughs> that would we not want to talk work. about personalities not, not mixing work. with the environment. <laughs> that would not Jesus. work. Um, no, no, no. That no. would. <laughs> that would. Um, that would um, when I say it would be a treat, I, I mean it. I mean it in terms of a nightmare. But seriously, I, I'm curious what you guys think should and will happen to him because I do think he's actually shown um, quite a bit. He's shown. I, I do think in this last year he's grown as a manager. Um, but part of me wonders if if maybe is Nima. You always refer to the piazza. Maybe right now for him that is maybe a bit too I much. I don't Fiorentina know. Fiorentina would make complete sense for a coach like. Yeah. Much more than Di Francesco, uh, in my opinion, uh, that would make complete sense. So if he were to leave, I think Fiorentina would be the ideal place for him to go. Um, uh, Milan, as I, you know, as as you've said, John, as I've said uh, here, I think Conte would be the ideal. I think that squad is built for Conte. You know, he, he, you don't have to change that much. He already has the wing backs. In, in Laxalta and Conti, he has the three-man defense already there with Romagnoli, Caldara, and Musacchio. He already has Ricardo Rodriguez. I mean, all the components are there. You know, you just need a tweak, uh, a slight tweak in, in maybe one or two places. Uh, and then you have a full, full-on Conte squad. So that would mean, and also his Juve past works better at at, at uh, Milan than it does at Inter. Um, so so for me that 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 is that that makes much more sense. Um, but but um, I, 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 to be honest with you, I mean it depends. I mean look at it this way: if if if, Con- if Gattuso were to take Milan to the Coppa Italia final, they were to win that, uh, and he were to get them into the Champions League, how do you sack him? Yeah, I mean. At he the deserves, end of the day, what he are you deserves do? if he yeah. if that happens, he deserves a chance to give it a go, doesn't he? I think, and I, I think, yeah, you I know, agree. With, with his past uh, as a player and being, you know, a, a Milan legend, they're going to find it difficult to to remove him if if he gets them into the Champions League because that was the brief, that was what was asked of him. Yeah. So how can you then? remove him and say without even giving him a chance to try and say well you got us here but you're not actually good enough um to to lead us into the champions league so on your bike mate you can't you can't you can't do that um well i don't well you can but you can't do that against a club legend because gattuso isn't just any coach this is a guy who was um, he bled Milan? He bled black and uh, black and red, you know, red and black. He he bled for that club. He was there for over a decade. He was part of the grand, you know, a, one of the many grande Milan. You can't just disrespect no. him like that. Um, 
that, 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 that would not be tolerated. And, and given that the, that the uh, Milan Curva and the Milan Ultras absolutely hate Paolo Maldini, uh, that would be, the, the, you know, that would cause a rift even further between them. Um, so that, that 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 to me would just be destabilize the club. Uh, but then again, Milan don't really. I mean, ever since Berlusconi has taken over, they don't really care about what the ultras think. They just do what they want to do anyway um, and get on with it. And and I think that is the pretty much the the approach to take at times. Uh, but um, no, I, I I think you know it would be very hard to to get rid of him uh, if that were to happen if he gets them to the Champions League, which I think they do. I mean, I've looked at the games left to play, and 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 Milan Milan look good. I mean, they don't have that that difficult of a of, of games left to play. It's only eight games left, and I definitely think that with four wins, one draw, and three losses, they'll they'll get to the Champions League. I really do. As we're recording this. Just before we sign off here, Atalanta are up three to zero within the tenth minute. It's Bologna. Um, can we please? I I don't care who it is in place of. Can we please let them go to the Champions League? <laughs> well, just to just to see how they would how they would fare. Yeah, go, yeah, 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 yeah. It would be not? fun, wouldn't um, it? It really would. Because they just don't care. They just. Just, um, you know, at home, at that stadium, they can beat anyone. I mean, they can really beat anyone. It doesn't matter if it's Barcelona or Man City or whoever it is. At that stadium, they can destroy any team. It, it, it's, it's just like that. Even, even um, I saw uh, their fans against, I think it was Palmer at the weekend, and they had a big section of away fans, and they were just... They were just rocking, even though there weren't as many of them at, at, as at home. They were just absolutely bouncing. I think, you know, it kind of that kind of helps the team with their rhythm and the way that they play because the fans are so noisy and you know. But we do have to. We sorry before we go. We sorry uh, before we end, we have to talk about that relegation battle because it's turning out into an absolute crazy. I mean, first we, you know it looked like Empoli were down, Bologna were coming back, um, and then. Spal, you know, after the Inter game, they looked completely hopeless. Or uh, Udinese looked like they were in trouble. Now all of a sudden, Spal and Udinese have started taking points. Empoli came back and won, and now Bologna look like they 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 they're the they're they're now back in 18th place, that third relegation spot. It, it is it looks that you know keep keep an eye out for that because that is going to be one of the most mouth watering. Yeah, really. Yeah, that, that's going to be one of those most mouth watering finishes, I think, to this Serie A. Yeah, I mean, Spal have taken six points off Roma and Lazio in the last in the last two yeah, matches, and they've gone from from 18th up to 15th <laughs> now. Um, just astonishing. Yeah. Um, lastly, here, Gasparini has been linked to Roma. No. Should they no. do it or no? Nima, I, yeah, mm. I don't think he's a big club manager. No. I really don't. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. And and I think that would be that would be wrong because again, he he doesn't he can't you know he's he should be where he should be at Atalanta. That's where he should be. He, you know, he he works there. He his his philosophy works there. There's not that much pressure when he when he was at Inter. Okay, sure that was a special situation, but he completely crumbled. Roma is a very special piazza, and and I don't. I think you have to have you have to be a very you have you have to have a lot of 
like aura, a strong aura about you, a presence about you that Gasparini just doesn't have. Um, and, and to be able to handle Roma, and, and, and I think I keep I keep banging this drum, but I think Sarri is is the ideal choice there. Um, I would absolutely love to see Maurizio Sarri at at Roma. I really, really would. I think it would be good for Roma. It'd be good for Sarri. It'd be good for the Serie A. I think it'd be good for everyone. But first, you have to appoint um, a new sporting director, and uh, it seems that you're that that Palotta's really, really had his eyes on. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I I think people have been throwing around the possibility of Totti. Oh my God! Oh my um, God! <laughs> the fact that that's even dis- the fact oh, that's dear. even discussed um, <laughs> is just a nightmare. Uh, there was a name Luis Campos of Lille. Yeah. No, uh, I don't think that'll happen. I think they just need to give it to Masada and. Um, if Totti wants to be his right-hand man, so be it. But holy shit, if they appoint Totti as a sporting director, um, I will have to leave our listeners the coordinates to my corpse because I, I will, um, I, my, my body won't be able to handle it. it my, my body will give out on me. Oh, oh, I mean, that would be... Jesus. No, no, no. Francesco is good at many things, but no. He doesn't strike me as the... I mean, if Marotta is a good sporting director, I don't see that. You know, no, that, that, that no. trait in... in well, the rumor was... I, um, I, I don't know which outlet came up with this one, but they said they would appoint Totti, the sporting director, and De Rossi, the manager. So... Um... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> And, and bring back Giannini and, and awaken the Lindholm from the a dead. And while we're at it, I mean, very quickly, what happen? What's Aldain yeah, doing these days? I mean, if you bring want to talk back. about what a living hell would be, I, I kind of, I kind of think that it would start with Roma, with Terossi as manager and Totti as sporting director. Um, maybe Spalletti Jesus as the Christ. vice manager. I was going to say, so... you've got to put Spalletti back in there as well somehow. He, you know, he's the director of football, I'd say. He, he, he'd be in charge of Totti <laughs> uh, once again. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus, and then no. maybe... Um... Yeah, I'm trying no. to think who else uh, we could make no. technical director. But yeah, that that would be a disaster. I if that that won't happen though. Thank God. Um, that would so. be like that would that would be like bringing Maradona back to to Naples as a sporting director. I mean, that that's just no, you know, no, no, like never in a million years would you do that. Like no. And just very quickly going back to Gasparini, I think um, you know his his Atalanta is basically what. Uh, Di Francesco Sassuolo was and mm. already, Roma have already proved that promoting a guy like that to be the Roma boss just doesn't work so you know I think uh, that is just a non-starter that one just just think about it I mean Atalanta are 4-0 up after 15 minutes now which is absolutely oh insane oh my god yeah. they just scored again um, yeah uh, and, 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 and they, they're, they're one point behind Milan Lazio have a game in hand against Udinese which I think they'll win uh, or at least get a point from. That means that between places four to six, um, you know, remember Torino's on 48 points, Roma's on 48 points, Lazio will be on 49, Atalanta on 51, and Milan on 42, uh, 52. So from places four to eight is only four points. 
that is that <laughs> that's drama if anything yeah mm. it is drama um yeah, I. Although I have never looked more forward to a Roma season being over, this is you and me are in the oh, same boat, aren't we? Oh yeah, I'm yeah. drained. I am absolutely drained. I mean, for the I've never been this tired, mentally drained as I am this early on in the season. Like not even during the Mazzari years, the Stramaccioni mass. You know, not even when we had Gabi Mudingai and Safir Taider and Kuzmanovic as our regista was I that this this drained as these past 53 days starting, you know, since Christmas, basically, with the Raja Nainggolan WhatsApp message. And till till now, I, I'm, I'm completely exhausted. Uh, so, no, I, I am very looking forward to this season being over. Um, it's been a long one, but we will still be delivering episodes. We promise that. Absolutely. Um, regardless of how much drama or how... Uh, how long uh, we spend uh, in the fetal position crying of our respective clubs is <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so we we promise we will um we will trudge forward regardless of how wouldn't um, it be hilarious if you know no milan no atalanta no lazio no roma but mazzari torino <laughs> were to finish fourth just give it to him yeah <laughs> give it to him i would die i mean the most antipathy you know the most cranky you know the anti-hero in italian football it would be hilarious um yeah before we sign off though um they deserve it because um i i feel like he's gone underappreciated but sirigu has had the one of the best season he has been sensational incredible Agreed. agreed agreed absolutely sensational yeah and that defense that they have um wow yeah they're really punching above their weight. It really is a credit to Mazzari. Um, he's, again, maybe one of those guys that couldn't cut it at one of the bigger clubs, and he's clearly the fish in the right-sized pond because I, I think he's doing great. Um, and, again, uh, Balotti's starting to come on. Sirigu, I, I can't say it enough. He's been sensational. Um, I would be shocked if somebody didn't come in for him because he's been I don't. Absolutely I don't. Incredible. I mean, I think that, you know, there was talk of Inter going and I think that if, if, if someone were to come in for him, uh, I think Roma is a good shout. I think Roma, because mm. Roma needs to sort that. Do, do Roma need a goalkeeper? <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd be alright oh, one more season God, with Robin Olsen. You'll be fine. I mean, it's so funny because now the Swedish media have also kind of given up as well because I've seen them going you know, they're not even, you know, now it's basically saying, where will Robin Olsen play next season? Like that, that's how resigned everyone has got to the, this being a, a disaster of galactic proportions, pretty much. Uh, that That is a perfect way to describe it. So before we get into any more Robin Olsen talk, <laughs> which I, I don't have the stomach for, we're going to sign off because I know that would give Nima... Um, I, that would give him ten minutes of talking points. So I, <laughs> in the interest of of further depressing myself, I'm going to avoid that. So we'll we'll be back uh, as usual next week, which um, we're back on schedule now because yeah. I, I don't think there's any more international breaks this season, unless I'm mistaken. Mm, I don't think um, so. I think there's one in May. Yeah, I'm not sure. June. Ah, remember. okay. Yeah, there might be one in May, but. Um, we're we're back to regularly scheduled programming here. So we will be back next week after hopefully another exciting round of matches. So everyone, thank you for listening. If you could continue uh, to like, rate, 
subscribe, uh, all that good stuff. We appreciate your support so, so much. Uh, none of it is possible without you. So we will leave it here. Um, and until next time, everyone, ciao.